You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? That was a little weird. I uh, had no audio. <laughs> so hopefully, I believe that all of you guys can hear me. Um, I will wait to uh, to basically see what you guys say in the chat. But welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the Overreaction Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by picasso's pizza treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day picasso's we are buffalo pizza shipping local and nationwide order online at picasso's pizza.net i am the voice i'm the host of this here overreaction buffalo post game show it's good to have you you can find me as always on twitter you can find me there at Joe Miller Wired. You can also find me, uh, what, on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm not in those places as much. It's funny because I feel like I probably need to be on Facebook a lot more. My Facebook ads are just through the roof. I'm adding about 20 or 30 people, and I'm not bragging. It's weird to me because I'm not on Facebook, uh, but it seems like I probably need to do a little bit better over there. But it is so good to have every single one of you guys here uh, as we have a discussion, as we talk about this post game, uh, as the Buffalo Bills drop. Uh, a football game to the Miami Dolphins, 21 to 19 in seemingly what was the Miami Dolphins Super Bowl week three of the NFL regular season. But I'm going to be honest with you just for a second. This wasn't a game. This wasn't a game. It was a war. This was legitimately David versus wounded Goliath playing barbarian football on the surface of the sun with no water. It, it was all, it was just, it was, I don't think I've ever seen anything like what we witnessed in this football game as it pertained to not only Bills players going down, Bills players cramping, Bills players having trouble, but also Dolphins players. It was, it was, it was unbelievable at times. I mean, it was, it was a comedy going into this game, the amount of injuries that the Bills sustained against the Titans on Monday night football. And then just to see them continue and the Bills down to their third string center, uh, it was a it, just a comedy of of injuries, and I'm just glad that we. It's it at one point I wanted to like tweet the gif, you know, the throw the towel, throw the damn towel gif that, from Rocky because I just wanted the game to be over because it literally just got that bad, or it seemed like it. But in a losing effort, you know, in my opinion, and I don't know how you feel, Bills Mafia. We're going to talk about it, uh, but in a, in a losing effort, I feel like the Bills further cemented that they are the number one football team in the NFL. They overcame injuries, mistakes. They overcame oppressive heat. They overcame zebras. Um, and you know what? We're going to talk about it. 
And I know that you've got options for your Bills content. And I think that this is my favorite part. I say this a lot. I say this almost every week. You've got options, whether it's post-game or otherwise. There's a lot of great shows out there, uh, both post-game and on Mondays. And I can't thank you enough for letting me in. I can't thank you enough for joining me live. I can't thank you enough for downloading this and making this your first or second listen on Mondays or Tuesdays. I just appreciate you. So whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, let me just say one more time, welcome. It's so good to have you. There's a whole bunch of people up in the chat section. There's way too many of you to for me to even like comment on. I appreciate all of you. We've got some Dolphin fans in the, in the comments section. Uh, I would say Bill's Mafia, treat them well, but you know what? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't if they're if they're if they're chest thumping for being for winning their first game against the bills in like four years against their daddy josh allen give it to them for all i care but uh it, it is what it is this is as as i like to tell you guys all the time this is a recording of a podcast so uh, i'm gonna do my best to get through my notes i'm gonna do my best to bring to you what I felt uh, on the couch during this game. And my guess is it's going to resonate with you uh, at the very same time. If you've got a question, if you've got a comment, if you want to get my attention, please feel free, uh, please feel free rather uh, to super chat me. It'll show up on my screen in a highlighted fashion. It will get my attention. Otherwise it's difficult for me to kind of pay attention uh, to uh, my notes. And at the same time, kind of what's going on in the comment section. And with that, we have uh, right on cue, our first super chat from Brooke. Brooke, thanks so much for being a part of the show. You know that I always appreciate you. Brooke says, hoping our guys have speedy recoveries, made it through the first half before getting angry. Uh, I then watched Lilo and Stitch to calm down. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, intro, interest, total sidebar and randomness. Um, my oldest daughter, Addison, is going as Stitch for Halloween. She came down during the game. I don't, this is random and strange, but absolutely true she came down during the during the game in her stitch costume and was like this is what i'm going as for halloween i'm stitch and i was like all right you go you go girl uh so but uh please do me a favor just as you saw brooke do if you've got a comment if you've got a question for me please super chat me i will respond to it i promise uh we're gonna go through the show we're gonna do a high level summary we're gonna go through uh game stats quarter by quarter stuff I'm going to read your tweets, and who knows if there's time, maybe I'll throw the link out there, and uh, we'll take a caller or two. Uh, but uh, how far we've come. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm uh, not drinking bourbon this evening. I actually uh, felt it was time for a change, so I'm, I, I make one of the best margaritas on the planet. So I'm, I'm, doing, I'm having a margarita. So cheers. Here's to a good show. Here's to a speedy recovery for all the Buffalo Bills players and Dolphins players that were uh, roughed up in that football game today. But how far we've come, Bills Mafia, all of us, every one of us expected the Bills to pull this game out despite everything you saw. Every I don't. Granted, there was probably a naysayer out there. Right now, there's people on Twitter that are like calling McDermott names and talking about like negatively about how he's clapping his hands on the sidelines incessantly and he's a horrible head coach and blah. It's, I don't. I don't know how anybody comes away from this football game crazy upset at Sean McDermott. Legitimately, I'm I'm almost to the point of like wanting to tweet those guys, people, girls, guys, or if there's girls or guys, whatever, and ask them out for coffee, and ask them what they expected. What what did you expect from this football game when you are playing your third string center who's not your center? 
when you're missing all of those guys, when guys are literally, you know, going into the locker room in, in, in pairs to get IVs. I don't, I don't know what more you expected when you're playing two rookie cornerbacks, your two backup safeties. Oh, and by the way, one of your rookie cornerbacks goes out with an injured hand. I don't know what you were expecting from a head coach. I put a tweet out at one point that said, we're about to find out how deep the guts go for this football team, meaning how, how, how much strength is there in their guts? How much, how much intestinal fortitude does this team have? How, how far can they push the limit before they completely fold and break? Because this is a franchise and this is a football team for 20 years, 17 of them. In fact, that folded at the drop of a hat, folded often, folded like a chair. So I just put a tweet out there, and people were kind of mad at me about that. People were like, you know, Joe, this isn't really the game to talk about, you know, how deep the guts go. These guys, most of these guys on the field, you know, aren't even going to, like, see the field again for the rest of the year, probably, which is an accurate statement. I don't think Greg Mance is going to play a whole lot this season. But there's people out there right now in Twitter land that are mad at Sean McDermott. If you're one of those people, you can kindly find your way away from this show because we're not going to talk about Sean McDermott having problems in this game. But all of us, every single one of us, in my opinion, expected, if you're a true Bills fan, you expected the Bills to pull this out despite everything you watched. If I had to guess, if I if I, if I was a betting man, and I am, the letdown from that game, the letdown of them actually not following through and not completing the comeback and win hurt worse than the actual loss itself. The loss was, I don't want to say expected. The loss was not presumed, but there was uh, there was a level of acceptance, right? We kind of came into this game, oh, the Bills are 2-0. and oh, They're badly banged up. We're going to talk about that. They're missing a lot of guys. It's a million degrees down there, which, you know, the last two years, the Bills have played down there week two or week three, and it didn't really phase them. This time it was warmer, hotter, more humid. At one point, Josh Allen said it was hot. He had, they had trouble breathing down on the field. It was so hot, which I lived in Florida for a long time, about eight years. I know that feeling, and I know exactly what he's talking about. Playing tackle football <laughs> in that kind of heat is not fun. But with everything that was going on, with as bad as it was, with the mistakes that were made and, and and the near misses that we had, or I should say not near misses, but they were misses, the slight misses or the misses that we had that were close, every single one of us, if you are a true Bills fan, in my opinion, we were believing. We were believing to the end. They had us locked in. We knew for sure. There was no way that this one was going to get away from us. Like even after when they were down in the goal line and, and Josh skipped that pass off the ground to Isaiah McKenzie to take the lead and there was under two minutes left and 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 Miami took the ball over, there was still an aspect of like, we go four and out here, we go three and out, make them punt the ball, we get the ball back. And then sure enough, they go three and out, and I'm way ahead of my notes, but they go three and out, he punt the, the butt pump, butt, butt punt, he punts the ball in the butt, we get the safety, field goal wins this game. I mean, we were... Right up to Isaiah McK like there was a point where, you know, they've got the marker on the field for Tyler Bass's range. And I was like, that's not his range. He can kick the ball a lot farther than that. I've seen it. I'm like, if they line him up for a 65 yarder, he's got this thing. He's money. Even with the shank he had earlier. But in my opinion, we have come a long ways, Mafia. 
We've come a long ways from when we borderline expected this team to lose. When we went into games crazy nervous because we didn't want to get let down on national TV. When we came into games because we were afraid they were going to lay an egg to legitimately truly believing that they were going to pull a game out. And I think it what hurt me worse was what I said. I, I think it hurt me worse that they didn't complete the, the comeback more so than th that they lost a game that, let's be honest, at week 15 ain't going to matter at all. The Buffalo Bills are 2-1. and one. They got the Ravens next week and then Pittsburgh at home. Pittsburgh is not a great football team. The Ravens are going to be a challenge. They always are. And the Bills flat at KC, who lost today to the Colts. You want to talk about a bad loss. You want to talk about a reason for fans to be upset. <laughs> Kansas City lost to the Colts. <laughs> and at halftime, it was major news. Eric Bieniemy and Pat Mahomes were arguing as they went off the field. And it wasn't good arguing. It wasn't that, yeah, we'll be stronger from this because we just had to, like, settle some things. Like, it was bad. You got to wonder, right? And I'll be honest with you, as much as the Dolphins, that defense played well today, and I've got questions about the Bills' offense and the way the defense played them, the Dolphins' defense, the Dolphins are a team on the rise. They've got incredible weapons. They've got a really good defense. But much to the dismay of Miami fans who are in the comments section right now, they're not a team to be feared. Well, Joe, they just beat the doll or they just beat the Bills. How could you say that they're not to be? Tua Tungavailoa completed 13 passes in that football game. The Bills had the ball for 40 minutes. <laughs> Legitimately, I'm going to read you a text here in a second, or I'm going to read you some information. This game easily could have been 40 to 21 if the Bills didn't make the mistakes that they made. Freaking Tyreek Hill. Oh, that number one, he's some other kind of person. He completed 13 passes, bro. How how other is he? I mean, don't get me wrong. That's pretty magical to complete 13 whole passes and win a football game against a team that had, I don't even know, we're going to talk about the stats too, like a million yards and a million minutes of possession. <laughs> Bill's Mafia should feel good about, I mean, if you're going to feel good about a loss, this is the loss to feel good about. If we had just lost to the Colts like the Chiefs did, eh, you're not feeling good about that. You're just not. If you're if you're upset, you should be upset about the fact that the Bills didn't cover the spread, right? Had the Bills won, they'd have won by a point. So then you're a betting man or a woman. Bills get the dub and you're conflicted because you just lost some money. But every one of us, everybody that can hear my voice, if you're watching me live right now, and there's a bunch of you that are watching me live, if you're if you're consuming this podcast on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday late in the evening on Sunday, if you're on the West Coast, be proud. You should be proud of this football team. They gutted that thing out. They they legitimately, thousand percent gutted that thing out. And I think it was Adam Benini in the postgame presser with McDermott said, was it just too much for them to overcome? Like the heat and the injuries and everything that was going on. Was it just too much? Was the ask too big? I don't. I, I couldn't hear... Exactly how he asked the question. And McDermott took took McDermott didn't show it, but you could tell in his response in the way that he walked off the platform that he kind of took offense to it. He's like, I trust these guys. I believe in these guys. And every one of us should. This is a good football team. This is a good starting football team, and this is a good 
depth team. This is a good backup team. The practice squad players are good. You should be proud of this football team. Got a super chat from uh, Pamela. Pamela, it's so good to have you a part of the show. Hey, Joe, how are you feeling about Dorsey's reaction is her question. I loved it. I let the psychopath come out. (laughs) As much as there's an aspect of unbridled emotion can get you in trouble at times for me to know that my offensive coordinator wants to win worse than my quarterback. There's only two letters in my mind that come from that. And that's SB for Super Bowl. And that's funny too, because even as I watch this football team play, they're not even, they haven't even hit their stride yet. There's they're, they're still kind of working through and kind of searching and trying to discover who they are. I don't want to say that they don't have an identity, but this game was starkly different from week one as far as game plan. And as much as we're seeing, and I don't want to get too far into my notes, as much as we're seeing Josh Allen do some mature things with the football, take what the defense has given him, it almost seems like they're doing it too much versus pressing the defense. Pamela, thank you so much for the super chat. Let the psychopath loose. Let them both loose. This team is ravaged by injuries. They suffered even more. It seemed like, and I think I said this a minute ago, every single player on that team took a knee at some point. Every single player, it seemed like, took a knee at some point during that football game. They come into the game, Tredavious is out, Ed Oliver is out, Jordan Phillips is out, Dane Jackson's out, Micah Hyde is out. Jordan Poyer is out. Six starters are out. Mitch Morse at the last minute. I'm not even sure that I can keep track of who went out during the game. Um, Matt Rich Warren, who's the editor-in-chief for for, uh, Buffalo Rumblings, actually put a tweet out. And he said, as it pertains to this game, no Hyde, no Poyer, no White, Tredavious, no Dane Jackson, no Phillips, Jordan Phillips, no Ed Oliver, limited Stephon Diggs, limited Isaiah McKenzie, limited Dawson Knox, limited Gabriel Davis, no Mitch Morse, no Brown, (laughs) <laughs> no Ryan Bates, no Van Roten, 100 degrees outside. The feels like was 120 with humidity. Bobbled snap before the half. Misfire from Allen to McKenzie late, which was the, the skip pass. Gabriel Davis drops a touchdown. Milano drops a, a pick six. And he doesn't even have on his tweet, he missed the shanked field goal by Tyler Bass. Completely missed it. Pamela with another super chat. Pamela, thank you so much. Where was Vaughn all day? I have a lot of questions. You know, that was so Sterling. Sterling and I were texting back and forth after the game. And he asked me what I thought or how I felt and blah, 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 blah. And that was one of my things. The, the defensive, the lack of defensive pressure. And I'm going to get in it, into it here in my notes in a second. Again, thank you, Pamela, for the super chat. The lack of de- defensive pressure for me was noticeable and a problem. It was great to see Groot get a sack, but they're, they're, they need to be better. But getting back to the injuries, it got to the point literally coming into this game before the game even started that I was afraid to open Twitter. If you remember, the first big bomb was Micah Hyde out for the season. Yesterday, right? On Saturday. And then it was Jordan Poyer's not going to play. Mitch Morse is limited. Then he's out. It just got to the point where it was like, I'm not even going to open Twitter because every time I open Twitter, it's bad news. 
But even with all that being said, even knowing that all of this was piling on and all of these injuries and all, you know, the, 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 the deck stacked against us and backed against the wall, I just had this feeling going into the game. This weird sense of calm and confidence knowing this team is very good. It wasn't a weird sense of calm and confidence thinking we were going to win. It wasn't like, oh, no, we got this. I'm not I'm not fanboy 1,000% like Homer guy. Like, no, no, no. They're like, there's no way we can lose this game. That's not what I'm saying. I just had confidence that no matter what the outcome of this game was, this is a good football team. And we're not going to win them all. In fact, I called in the John Fina show. This was one of my losses that I called. I just had a weird sense of calm and confidence. And it, it, and I just knew in the back of my mind that even a loss in this game against the Dolphins, it meant practically nothing. Right now, sure, the Dolphins are number one in the AFC East. Woohoo! It's week three. How many times did the Patriots do this? Oh, the Patriots are 0-3 or 0-2 or 1-3, and and they look horrible. They just got slaughtered by the Chiefs. This is the year. And they have AFC East champions, go to the Super Bowl and win. At week three, this game means nothing. Other than it's good to get it out of the way. If you're going to get ravished by injuries, <laughs> now's the time to do it. It's funny to me, too, because I said it a minute ago, and the, and the Dolphins fans in the comments section probably feel the same way. You know, there were people on Twitter and people on social media that like they believe that if the bill or if the Dolphins win this game, it it changes Dolphins football forever. These are the same people that accuse us and like and like make fun of us for not having won a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the last time the Dolphins won one, won one was 1972, which is before I was born. I was born in 73. So in one breath, your team has never won a Super Bowl, but ours has. And oh, by the way, if the Dolphins win this game week three of the regular season, it changes Dolphin football forever. I'd like to revisit that comment. Your quarterback completed 13 passes. <laughs> Still feeling like it's changed forever? Or do you feel like the Bills who had a million yards and a million minutes of possession, maybe hurt themselves. If you're a Dolphin fan, celebrate this thing. You want, you, you, you got, you basically stole a victory today. If you're a Dolphin fan, celebrate, celebrate hard. Victory Monday, victory Tuesday, victory Wednesday. Josh Allen, obviously daddy, you know, you got one over on daddy for the, you finally hit the jumper on dad out in the, out in the, out in the parking lot. Finally happened. But it's it's one time. <laughs> and getting to back to what Pamela said, you know, I expected more pressure from the Bills' defensive line. I legitimately don't understand why there wasn't, particularly on that third and 22, which was a beautiful pass. It was a beautiful route by Jalen Waddle. Props where props is, props is due. The Bills rushed three. I get third and 22, you want to drop back, but you rushed three? The defensive line was subpar in this football game. I don't know what the game plan was. This is where we're not privy to the information. This is where we're not in the game planning sessions. This is where things happen during the game and the Bills feel like it's 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 hard to argue and it's hard to have a negative take 
what the Bills gave up 212 yards on offense. So Dolphin fans, your football team amassed a total of 200. And, is it 212? Let me check the stats. I want to make sure I get this right. 212. I was right. Your football team amassed 212 yards on off, on offense, total offense, 212 wonderful yards. It's hard to nitpick at that point about Vaughn Miller being a little bit invisible, about AJ Epinesa being invisible. AJ Epinesa, I don't even think they called AJ's name one time in this game, not for a pressure, not for a sack, not for a tackle, nothing. It's hard to nitpick when you've given up 212 yards. The problem is, is the 212 yards came at incredibly important times. Runs, third downs. I just expected more. I, ex I expect a lot out of this defensive line. No, they're not going to be world beaters every game, and it's fine. But it's at one point, the Miami Dolphins were shuffling their offensive line just as bad as the Bills were. Like their, their right guard went out, they brought in, or no, the right tackle went out, and they brought in a backup right tackle who played one snap at right tackle, then switched to right guard, the right guard went to right tackle. Like there's an aspect of, okay, this is the moment. Like Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, Vaughn Miller, you guys should eat in this moment. Straight up eat. You should be able to just shove that guy right into Tua. Very little pressure. Very, it was almost, it was almost like the defensive line was just trying to keep everything in front of them. Versus, not that Tua gets outside the pocket and scrambles, but it, it was just, it was an, it was an interesting game plan. We'll leave it at that, and I'll save it for those people that are smarter than me and think they know a lot about football as to why. I'd like to talk to maybe John Fina tomorrow and ask him why, what he saw. I just expected more from the, from the defensive line. By and large, it's hard to complain about what the backup secondary did. It was great to see EJ Manuel back there running around making tackles. <laughs> I, I tweeted that and like nobody bit. Damar Hamlin wearing number three. Looked like EJ Manuel out there on the de defense running around making tackles. I was like, what is going on right now? But that, that backup secondary... And the rookies did okay. They made a couple of mistakes. There was the questionable call, uh, the 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 personal foul on Jaquan Johnson, especially after the couple personal fouls that weren't called against or for for Josh Allen, and then the one on Dawson Knox, which was a helmet to helmet hit. I don't care what anybody says. He may have led with his shoulder, and I believe he did, but his first contact was his helmet to Dawson Knox's face mask. That is a foul. That is a penalty. Changes the game. There were a lot of chances. We talked about him to drop touchdown by Davis to miss field goal. Milano dropped a pick six, get passed by Josh. And as the market dominator said to me, any one of those plays, John Spascheck texts me and he says, any one of those plays happened, the ones that those ones that were just, just barely missed. And the Buffalo Bills are three and oh. And speaking of the market dominator. Let's take just a moment and hear from our title sponsor for the Overreaction post-game show. This is John Spascheck. Folks, it's the Market Dominator here coming to my Buffalo football family. I love you guys, and I love our clients. 
I am also the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast, hosted by my good friend, Joe Miller. You know, his approach is excellence, and that's the same as ours. Just as our team is out there competing in an excellent way, we want to use the most cutting-edge technology and artificial intelligence to help win and get every advantage we can to squash our competition for you, our clients. So please, if you're looking to buy or sell and you want to win, you call me directly, I will answer. 716-570-3298. Oh, go Bills. I'm going to be honest with you. It's very, very strange to be watching these videos on my screen and not be able to hear them. <laughs> so I've got a technical issue someplace in my setup and I cannot hear these videos. It's very weird and it's very strange. But this is what I would tell you. If you are in the market to buy or sell a home, uh, please give John and his team, the Market Dominator team, a call. You can reach them. Uh, this is John's cell phone number, 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. Uh, appreciate John. Appreciate his support of the show. Uh, just as much as I appreciate all you guys. This is funny. So I got to pull a comment up. <laughs> Rodney Perini. Who probably has never been on a post-game show talking about the Dolphins in his life. But is doing laps around his neighborhood right now. Today, the Buffalo Bills realize they're beatable. Mm, no. <laughs> we very much are carrying the scars of 13 seconds. We realize overwhelmingly that we are beatable <laughs> today the dolphins just got lucky i don't know what to tell you other than that like good lord today the bills realized they were beatable let's get into uh the story of the football the story of this game as we are wrapping this one up here on the overreaction post game show brought to you by the market dominator the story you know the story of this game for me it comes down to stats when you look at the stats for this football game, and I know I normally just do the stats later, but it was important. Josh Allen was 42 of 63, and I think it's like 66%. Josh Allen passed the ball. He had 35 attempts at halftime. Uh, he ended up attempting to throw the ball. He had 63 attempts, right, to uh, Tuatunga Vailoa, the next coming of Jesus in a football uniforms, 18. 18 pass attempts. Tuatunga Vailoa was sitting on the sidelines not sweating for most of this football game while almost every player on the bills offense and every player on the dolphins defense were cramping and basically like dehydrated and suffering from heat exhaustion because they were fighting it out in the trenches. Two was over there basically just like, what, what's up? <laughs> should, should, do you want, do you want, do you want me to go out there and throw another pass? I can throw one more. I've thrown 12. I can throw a 13th if that's what you need. Josh Allen, 42, 63 for two, 400 yards, two touchdowns. Allen was eight for 47 carries. I felt like this was a game as it, as it drug on, especially in the third and late in the fourth, Allen should have ran more. I know that we as Bills fans don't want that. I know that it's one of the things that we're trying to protect him. And it comes back down to, you know, hey, is this one of those games that we want to risk and put Allen at risk? I feel like that it had Allen halfway through the third quarter into the fourth, had started just dropping back and taking off, dropping back and taking off, and he had just pummeled that defense. It got to the point in that game, the Zach Moss run play was the perfect example. There was just many plays where the Bills would snap the ball, 
And the offensive line and defensive line were almost kind of like in slow motion. It looked very training campish. It was almost like, hey, I'm like really tired. Could you just not, could you not, could you just not right now? Could you just give me a minute? And so that Zach Moss run for 46 yards or 43 yards or whatever it was, he came off the, he came around the tackle and the, the, the lines were just like, I'd rather be any other place in here right now. It was, it was really strange. And I just felt like that Josh Allen had he, it was an opportunity for Josh to take over the game. I'm not faulting him for not doing it. That's not what I'm saying. The offense was clearly effective. I just felt like he could have really imposed his will on that defense had he wanted to, and he didn't. And I appreciate the fact that he's trying to protect himself. He ran when he needed to, again, eight times. The runs he had were devastating uh, to the Dolphins and their defense. Uh, Zach Moss uh, had, uh, what, four for 46? I guess it wasn't a 46-yard run. It was probably, what, it was like 38? Is that what it was? Devin Singletary, nine for 13. Devin didn't have a great day. He had a great day catching the ball, and then Isaiah McKenzie had that one jet sweep for six yards, and then James Cook had one for three. Uh, got on the super chat from Peyton plays Peyton. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Peyton was at the game. You're probably on your way home back to Tampa from Miami right now or Clearwater. If I'm not, uh, if I, if I know anything about what's going on out there in Florida, uh, he's, uh, he says he's popping in to say Josh Allen is on pace for 6,400 all purpose yards. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, back to the stats. Uh, Receiving for the Buffalo Bills, Devin Singletary was uh, 9 of 78. Again, like I said, he had a great day receiving the ball. He had one touchdown in the first touchdown of the game. Isaiah McKenzie was 7 of 76 for a touchdown. Diggs was 7 for 74. James Cook, 4 for 37. Gabe Davis, 3 for 37. Josh Allen got the ball to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 different receivers in this game. Josh Allen almost had as many receiving targets in this game as Tua had completions. Bet that won't get talked about on Good Morning Football tomorrow. <laughs> uh, what do we have for sacks? We had uh, DeMar Hamlin, E.J. Manuel with a half a sack. Greg Rousseau had a second and a half, which was awesome, and that was pretty much it. Getting over to the Dolphins real quick as far as the stats and the story of this game. Tua Tungavailoa, 13 of 18, 186 yards. Woohoo! Banner day for Tua. Mr. Six touchdowns. You know, nobody's ever since Dan Marino, nobody's thrown six. Josh Allen's never thrown for six touchdowns in a game. 186 yards with a touchdown. Whoop-de-doo. Chase Edmonds had a really good day. I thought I thought the, the Chase Edmonds, as much as he had six carries for 21 yards and two touchdowns, I thought some of his runs were backbreaking for the Bills. They were very, very important drive uh, kind of continue, continuers. Raheem Mostert, 8 of 11, super quiet all day. That defense, that Bills defense played just super good. Jalen Waddle, 1 of 9. Uh, receiving Jalen Waddle, 4 for 102. The 45-yard uh, one completion on 3rd and 22 obviously helped him a lot. Mr. Invisible Tyree Kill, 2 for 33. Uh, Durham Smythe, uh, tight end had a big catch, uh, three for 23. Uh, then River Caracraft, that really that guy's name, uh, one of 11. Chase Edmonds, one of six. Mike Asicki, one of six. Trent Sherfield, blah 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 blah. And then, uh, sacks wise, they the Bills give up some sacks in this game. Jerome Baker had a half a sack, Javon Holland had a sack and a half, and then uh, Melvin Ingram had two. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know where it was, but I've got in my notes someplace that it seemed like. Uh, there it is right there. This game was reminiscent to me, and maybe it was just because it was Melvin Ingram. This game was very reminiscent to me of that Steelers home opener last year. Uh, Melvin Ingram just wrecked the day. And it seemed like the Bills' were offensive line was having similar issues. They just, 
It was just a lot of dumping off. It was a lot of getting out of trouble. There wasn't a lot of command. There wasn't a lot of, of opposing their will on the defense. It just seemed like, and I don't know if that's the Mark, the Melvin Ingram effect as it pertains to against this. You know, matchups are weird. Mario Williams always killed the Dolphins. You know, Melvin Ingram might just be that guy that just always knows how to play the Buffalo Bills scheme and is just always very good in it or good against it, I should say. Getting to total team stats, this is what I more or less wanted to talk about. The total yards for the Buffalo Bills, 495. Buffalo Bills had 495 yards. Even uh, Tony Dungy was on good uh, uh, the 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 Sunday Night Football in America show, and he's like, I don't know how you get 495 yards to 212 and lose. And and he's right. Total yards for the Dolphins 212. Passing yards, Josh Allen had 380, actually 400 total, but 380, 171 for Tua. Rushing yards 115 to the Dolphins 41 yards per play 5.5 versus 5.44. Uh, first downs the Bills had 31, Dolphins had 15. Uh, what do we got? Fourth down efficiency the Bills were two of three, which was great. Third down efficiency the Bills were 11 of 18, the Dolphins were three of eight. Total plays the Bills had, and you've heard this already, but I'm, I'm saying it just for the sake of it. The Bills had 90 plays in this football game. 90, 9-0. 90 plays in this football game. The Dolphins had 39. <laughs> what? Here's a big one. The Bills had seven penalties for 52 yards, and the Dolphins had four for 20. Hmm, that seems balanced and fair. Yeah, maybe not. Bills had one turnover and a fumble lost by Josh Allen, which you are all very aware of. Josh was pretty sure his arm was going forward. It was not. It was knocked out before it went forward. Another super chat from Johnny. Johnny, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Appreciate you, my man. The Bills didn't capitalize when needed today, especially on big uh, – in in big places. Uh, but the way Josh comes through on third and fourth downs is astonishing. Sometimes that's exactly right. That goes back to the top of the show. When I talked about all of us were believing all of us believed that the bills were going to pull this out in the, in the final minutes of that game. Johnny, thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you, my man. Appreciate you being a part of the show. So when you're talking about the game stats, as far as that goes, and you just see how lopsided this football game was, right? It was insane. And, and 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 victory laps, you know, it's victory Monday for the Dolphins. Let them take their victory laps. But at the end of the day, Tua won this football game by not playing. I mean, I don't I don't know how you could I, I literally was in a Twitter conversation with one person who said that Tua outplayed Josh Allen. And I responded, if by outplay, quote unquote, outplay you mean barely played, then yes, you are 100 percent accurate. Am I salty? No, but let's call a spade a spade, right? Let's call it for what it is. Tua didn't win this game. He had one crucial pass on third and 22 on a bad defensive call where Waddle split the defenders, split the split the cover two shell that they had and made a great play. Outside of that, I don't know what we're talking about. Tua won this football game by not playing. And it seemed to me that when we're talking about this football game and we're talking about what happened, it seemed to me that the Dolphins defense dictated to the bills. I went into this football game, as I'm sure a lot of you did expecting a shootout a race to 50 first team to 50 wins. That's lit. I would not have been surprised if one of these teams, I'm not saying the bills, if the bills or the Dolphins won this game, 51 to 48. That's what I was expecting. And I can show you my bet receipts to prove it. I legitimately thought for sure both quarterbacks were going to have over 400 yards. I thought Hill would have 100. Stefan would have 100. Waddle would have 100. 
McKenzie or Davis would have 100. I was expecting a shootout. I was expecting a race to 50. But it just seemed like the Bills, even with having the ball an insane amount of time, huge long 20 play drives, nine, 10 minutes. They had, I think they had the ball the whole entire third quarter. And as much as I say it, they they didn't, they couldn't, or they didn't feel like they were imposing their will when it really mattered. It's funny because you say that it's like, but Joe, they had the ball the entire third quarter. You just said it. They imposed their will. No, they didn't. They were very much taking what the defense gave them. Josh looked rattled at times. He looked unsettled at times. And a lot of that can come from not having your starting center and not having your backup center. And there's something to be said for Kyle Van Roten. Greg Van Roten, Kyle Van Roten, Van Roten. It's some, there's something to be said for, you know, Josh Allen expects, it's been three years, four years with, with Mitch Morse. He's expecting the snap to come to him a certain way. And every time Van Roten snaps the ball in a shotgun formation, Josh has to reach for it. That throws you out of your rhythm. 100% throws you out of your rhythm. It just felt like the Bills' offense could not impose their will when it mattered, when it mattered the most. There were no darts 18 yard, yards downfield. Josh wasn't hitting guys 22 and 23 yards downfield like we were used to seeing him do. It was very much snap the ball, find the guy that's open short. snap, And then the dude would run. There was a lot of yak in this football game, which is great. It just felt like Josh was going underneath the whole time. He never really tested the defense. And I said, I think, you know, when we were talking about the defense, the, you know, blocking and, 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 and the rush was an issue, but, you know, it, ju it just felt like as much as the pressure was coming and it was in Josh's face the whole time in this game, I just felt like he needed to, to, to burn them intermediate to deep a couple times to get them to sit back a little bit, just to sit back a little bit. And I know that he stayed in on that one ball that went to McKenzie. It was a beautiful pass to his left and was a decent, what was it, 26 yards or something like that. There just needed to be more of those. He needed to beat them when it mattered on the rush to get them to lay back a little bit. Apparently Josh Allen had x-rays after this game, which, you know, that's a little scary. He said he's okay. Had x-rays on his hand. And I'll be honest with you, the ball came out of his hand funny a couple times. Not sure when he got hurt, but in the end, you know, the story of this game is, you know, penalties, attrition, mistakes by the Bills, great play calls and great execution by the Dolphins when it mattered, including the butt punt. <laughs> I don't know how any Dolphin fan could be in any comment section or any mentions of a Bills fan and like doing victory laps when they had a butt punt today. Like, are we really talking about this? You had a butt punt. <laughs> sorry i can't help myself hey bills mafia we all know buffalo is a drinking town with a football problem and just like a josh allen to stefan Diggs touchdown pass i have the perfect pass for you the trail pass that is the western new york uh, beer trail and the 2022 trail pass is your passport to great local craft beer and other craft beverages in western new york when you purchase and use a trail pass you can get two half price beers at 42 different area breweries, bottle shops, and pubs, including a meadery, a cider works, and a distillery. And you score over $350 of savings inside the pass, just like a Bill's 
Patriots playoff game. You score every time you use it. The 2022 Trail Pass is good now through the end of the year and is available along with other Beer Trail items at the website www.wnybeertrail.com. The website again, www.wnybeertrail.com. Click on the shop tab, enter the code the voice 20. That's this code right here. The voice 20. And you're going to get an extra 20% off all of the savings that you already get. Uh, also, if you are out and about, you can also uh, get the beer, tra- beer pass, the beer trail pass at the uh, Totally Buffalo store in Amherst and Orchard Park, the Buffalo Gift Emporium in Tonawanda, and the One-Eyed Cat Brewing in Williamsville. We at Western New York Beer Trail are proud to support everything local, including the show. Craft beer, small business, and local charities. Western New York Beer Trail, drink local, support local. We'll see you on the trail super super thankful for tom and the western new york beer trail do me a favor if you love craft beers if you love to get out and try different beers this is 1000 percent the pass for you this gives you an opportunity to get out and try a bunch of stuff so uh it is good through the end of the year so make sure you you, you jump over to their website uh www.wnybeertrail.com put in the uh the voice 20 as the code when you check out get an extra 20 percent off and please do me a favor and support the wonderful sponsors of this here show this here wonderful wonderful show wrapping this thing up so what we got uh 15 minutes left i'm gonna hit the quarter by quarter real quick i don't have that many tweets to talk about bill's mafia is a little bit in their feelings i think despite me telling you guys you should be proud of this football team <laughs> kevin h says we we all need a beer right now <laughs> that's hysterical so getting back through this game real quick, I'm going to hit this real fast. So in the first quarter of the Bills, uh, the first play, Bills catch Diggs to, an, you know, or, or I should say big catch by Diggs to, an, you know, wide open 28 yards. Uh, there's a pass to Devin Singletary, and there's a run for loss to Devin Singletary. Another pass to Reggie Gilliam. He actually said, uh, passed it to him two times in a row, which was great. Another pass to uh, uh, Stephon Diggs no, for no gain, and then a penalty ball at the five, first down. Well, we got to run to Devin Singletary down to the two fourth down. And I'm thinking this is insane. Like why in the world are we going for here? Just kick the field goal. Uh, but then obviously the uh, touchdown pass to Devin Singletary. It was a great call by Dorsey. I loved it. The bills are up seven to nothing. Allen at that point was six for six with a touchdown. Uh, the Dolphins first possession in the first quarter, you know, and I'll be honest, I was unsure what to expect at this point. The Dolphins started their own 22. Uh, they had a, a, a penalty and a false start. So push them back to the 17 yard line. They're first and 15, uh, an incomplete. Then they had a pass to uh, a pass for five yards, penalty on Benford, first down. And it's just like, good Lord, can we not do this? Can we not have a bunch of penalties? But obviously, we knew the penalties were going to kind of be the thing of the day. Uh, there's a run for eight, an incomplete pass. Milano makes a tackle. They got a punt. So the Bills are up seven, nothing still. The Bills' second possession from the 12 yard line. They had a run by Zach Moss, two runs in a row by Zach Moss, both for no gain. And it was right after that that Allen fumbled the ball on third down. Um, I wasn't happy about that sequence at all. And I know that there's a great deal of play calling that play calls aren't meant for. So as much as we see a run to Moss, a run to Moss, two in a row, sometimes it's not necessarily about the player that's in there. You're just calling like Dorsey's calling plays. He's not looking around, looking at the field, wondering necessarily who's there and calling it for that specific player. But it was what it was. At the end of the day, the Bills held, as you're going to see. You know, the 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 Dolphins are, you know, their second possession. Uh, they had a pass for five yards line to the one, uh, or, or for five yards to the one yard line rather. Tua with the keeper, and then the fullback dive. It was stopped. Fourth down. Timeout. 
and then Edmonds finally gets it in. You know, it was it was interesting to see them go for it on fourth down. That's a very gutsy, ballsy move there. And you could almost tell that the Dolphins were very much feeling like so the Bills go for go for it on fourth down all the time because they're aggressive and they're very much uh you know pedal to the floor. I felt like the Dolphins went for it on fourth down there. Obviously, they're they're on the one yard line, but because they knew they had to keep up, right? I think the Dolphins were expecting the same thing I was expecting. They were expecting a race to 50. How are we going to stop the Bills' offense? They did a very good job of it in this game. So they they went for it on fourth down there, executed, uh, tied it up 7-7. Seven to seven. Bills' third possession from the 25. So there's only three possessions, uh, or not three. There's, uh, what, we got one, two, three, four possessions in the actual first quarter. The Bills ran a jet sweep to Isaiah McKenzie. Then there was a pass to Dawson Knox for a first down, uh, pass to Devin Singletary, pass to Jay Kumaro, who went out injured. Uh, pass to uh, uh, Kumaro again. He actually didn't go out injured there. He just went out injured during the game. Sorry. A run to Devin Singletary, incomplete pass to Gabe Davis, and then another pass to Devin Singletary. Fourth down, end of the first quarter. Going into the second quarter, uh, the Bills ball fourth and two uh, is what I've got here. I've got first down on a Josh run. So this was one of those moments for me where Josh just seemed like, as he always does, when he wants to impose his will, he can. We see it all the time. And the funny thing is, is the Dolphins fans in the comments section will probably tell you they hate it when Josh Allen runs because it's hard to stop him. Melvin Ingram follows it up immediately with a big sack. Uh, what well, there was a, 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 a pass after that to the six yard line for what 20 or, or to Isaiah McKenzie for 27 yards. That was the third down or second 19. The, the, the big, it was second 19. Sorry. There was a big pass to Isaiah McKenzie. That was one we were talking about earlier uh, for 27 yards. And then it ends up being first and goal from the nine. Allen throws it away. It was a pass to Devin Singletary for no gain. Third down, touchdown to Isaiah McKenzie. It just looked easy at that point. Bills are up 14-7. Uh, the Dolphins' third possession from the 17. It was a nice drive. Uh, it, it's, it, it basically completes in a touchdown pass by Tua. It's 14-14. It was a great throw. So Tua actually put some zip on the ball, and he hit his uh, – I believe it was his tight end. I didn't I didn't mark who it, was, who it was to, but he hit his tight end on a slant, on an inside slant. 14 to 14 and had it been i saw a couple people on twitter actually note like basically saying i agree with them had micah hyde been covering him it probably would have been picked off the pass was a little bit late the defender was a little bit late but it was a good throw nonetheless 14 14 bill's fourth possession of the half from the 25 it was a pass to gabe davis for a gain of eight pass to stefan diggs for a first down pass to the, uh, devin singletary pass to isaiah mckenzie for a first down uh incomplete uh, to uh, James Cook and, and and James Cook, I get the feeling. Do you ever get the feeling when it comes to certain players that not that the game is too big for them, but that's kind of how I feel about James Cook right now. The game just seems a little too big for him. Like I don't know that he's settled. I don't know. I don't know that he's ready. I don't know. I don't know that the game is slowed down for him yet. But my note here just says that James Cook needs to start making plays, and that's just what it is. Then there was an incomplete pass to Stephon Diggs. It's third down. Took a timeout due to confusion. Uh, that was where Josh Allen was basically signaling to, to Isaiah McKenzie, come on, you're supposed to be on this side. You're supposed to be on this side. Isaiah McKenzie's like, no, 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 I'm supposed to be on this side. And Josh Allen had to call the timeout and then basically pulled him aside and was like, you're supposed to be over there. And McKenzie, you saw him go, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm supposed to be over there. Incomplete to Stephon Diggs. It's fourth and 10. The Buffalo Bills have to punt. Rare. I think it was the only punt in the game. Rare punt by the Bills. Dolphins fourth possession from the 14, four minutes to go. They had a run for negative yards, another run, then a great scramble and pass to Jalen Waddle for a first down. Personal foul penalty, plus 15. Uh, that I believe that was the play where Milano hits 
which is going to be talked about all week. Milano shoves Tua, which in my opinion was not a personal foul. Was he there a little bit late? Sure, but it's football. Tua gets up wobbly, about falls over, goes into the locker room, and then comes back out on the second half, and they're like, oh, it was his back. Yeah. He was dazed and confused and dizzy and almost fell over because he hurt his back. Bridgewater comes into the football game, and it's a little bit of a joke at that point in time. Bill's fifth possession from the 30, minute 38 to play. And this one ends up, I'm not going to go through the plays. This one culminates in effectively Josh Allen going to fake or going to clock the ball. And because of the missed snap between him and Van Roten, uh, he mishandles the ball. And in that moment, just so everybody knows, that was the play where he took the snap. He was bent over and then he came up and he chucked this, chucked it to Stefan Diggs and it, and it almost got intercepted and almost returned for a pick six. But that was the moment. And Allen talked about it in the press post game presser that he, he couldn't, once he bobbled the snap, he couldn't spike it. He couldn't clock it. Because had he done that, then it would have been intentional grounding. Um, so it's just a, clearly him and Van Roten not on the same page, which we've seen a lot of that in the last two games. 14 to 14 at the half, Bills were in control. It was funny because when you look at the halftime stats for this football game, the Bills had 214 yards at halftime. The Dolphins had 109. It basically reads as half of, right, this whole thing. Passing yards, 206 to 68. Rushing yards, 8 to 41. So the Bills actually were horrible rushing the football in the first half. Yards per play, 5.1, 4.7. First downs, 16 to 10. Total plays, 42 to 23. And Amanda is texting me. I don't know why Amanda's texting me, but. Uh... Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. Everybody's like, what did she say? What did she say? That's between me and Amanda. <laughs> Coming out in the third quarter, uh, the Dolphins got the ball first. Uh, first possession from the 25. Big play uh, to Terry Kill. And then just three and out from there. The Bills' first possession of the first uh, of the first of the second half, rather, after a great effort. Incomplete. There was a run to Devin Singletary, a pass to Isaiah McKenzie for a huge first down. Next play was incomplete. Huge run by uh by 17. Uh, for 19 yards, uh, a pass to uh, James Cook, a run to James Cook for a first down, incomplete pass from there, another pass to Dawson Knox. There's a bunch of stuff in here. It ends, this drive actually ends in a field goal, Tyler Bass field goal, super, super. This is this was that long drive in the third quarter that ended in a Tyler Bass field goal, 17-14 Bills. Dolphins second possession from the 24. Uh, they, they had a, a pass and then a run. And then this is where this was, the, this was the backbreaker that was lost. Milano had a pick six in his hand, pick six in his hands. What was it? The 35 or the 38 or something like that. Dolphins end up having to punt. And I'll be honest with you. And a lot of people said it too. It wasn't great. I think the dolphins, it was, a, it wasn't a three and out. I think it was a four and out. They had a one pass. that was pretty good but they ended up punting right away and it was just way too early for the bills offense to go back on the field. I could just, I can just tell that the bills offense was probably telling the defense, Hey, can you give them a couple first downs? Maybe not like get the ball back right away. Just when you talk about just exhaustion and heat and cramping and everything else, the Bills second possession, this is their last possession of that quarter from the dolphins 20 after a punt. Huge run. This is that play that I was talking about. This is where things started looking like it was in slow motion when the Bills were offense was on the field. It just was go. When you go back and watch this game, watch from this moment on here and through the fourth quarter, it just looked like the offensive line and the defensive line 
wanted to be any place else but here in that game. Zach Moss with a huge run. Then another run for a first down. Run another run to Zach Moss from there. Actually, it was what was Josh Allen had the run for the first down, then another run by Zach Moss into the third quarter. And this is where it gets fun. This is where it gets exciting. Fourth quarter, ball to Miami 26, second and 10, incomplete pass to Isaiah McKenzie, another pass to uh, Dawson Knox for a gain of five. Fourth and four field goal. Tyler Bass shanked it. I didn't feel good about that. Do you ever get do you ever just get a feeling? I just had a feeling. Didn't feel good about that field goal attempt. Not that the Bills should have gone for it. I just felt like uh, 38 yards. He's money from 38. I just didn't feel good about it. Dolphins get the ball back for their third possession at their own 28 after the missed field goal. And I just felt like the momentum was beginning to shift. It didn't, it didn't actually shift. I just felt like if there was a time for the momentum to shift, this was it. They actually drive the field. They do a pretty good job. That's where the huge pass to Waddle was for, what was it, uh, 45 yards in the third and 22. First and goal, they had a run, an incomplete pass, a personal foul on Jaquan Johnson in the end zone, put the ball in the one, touchdown to Edmonds. And it, literally in my notes, I have, I feel like that's the game right there, and it was effectively the game right there. I just felt like the Bills' offense was just struggling a little bit. Even though the defense was playing lights out, I just felt like the Bills were having trouble, as I said earlier, imposing their will on the Dolphins. And I'm not going to get into the rest of this. We know how the rest of this, the rest of this goes. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking to talk about, but you know, the Bills third possession from the 25, long drive again. The Bills are bleeding the clock. Things are going well. Josh Allen skips the ball off the grass to Isaiah McKenzie. The Dolphins get the ball at the one or the two, end up having a punt. The butt punt happens. Bills get the ball back, and all they got to do is basically get into field goal range. Bills can't do it, and it is what it is. It was just an, it was just an insane game. It was an insane game, and as I've said already fifteen times, you know the Dolphins won because Tua didn't play. Tua didn't win this football game. The Dolphins' defense didn't win this football game. The Dolphins' offense didn't win this football game. Did they execute when they needed to? Yes, but for all intents and purposes. You know, it, 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 this wasn't a situation. This wasn't a game where Tua outplays Josh Allen. Let's wrap the show up as we're getting a little bit long in the tooth. Uh, I sent a tweet out on the overreaction Buffalo post game show Twitter handle, which by the way, I never advertise this Twitter handle. It's at overreaction buff B U F. So if you are following me on Twitter, do me a favor, jump over to overreaction buff overreaction at overreaction B U F and follow that Twitter handle, and I'll fo- that one I follow everybody back on. So if you follow me on that one, I will follow you back. But I basically put a tweet out that said, what period, uh, period, game, period, uh, hashtag Bills Mafia. What a game. How does that game have you feeling? <clears throat> tweet at me and let me know. Reading your tweets live at 8 p.m. tonight on the show, and that is right now. Bill Pienka with the first tweet, at Bill Pienka. Disappointed that we that we took the L but reassured that one of the toughest offenses in the league needed an act of God just to barely beat us. He's talking about the heat. We won't play in similar conditions again this season, so we still control our own destiny. You know, Bill, I'm not worried about that loss at all, in the least. Like like I said, in week 15, that we're not even going to be thinking about that loss. The Bills are going to have to take some losses. If they took this one, that's fine. And the Dolphins' season is going to unfold the way that it is, and the Bills' season is going to unfold the way that it is. And at the end of the day, I don't think we're going to be looking back at this loss. Richard Rush, my guy, at Richard Rush, Richard R. Rush, too. It's a tough loss, but like Vaughn said, learn from it and move on. Plenty of football left. Let's heal together. 
Go Bills. Love it, Rich. Bills Fan UK at Bills Fan UK. Fed up of, or fed up with the blatant uh, biases of officiating the NFL. So many no calls against the Miami defense, and then the refs walking the ball back to kill the... <laughs> So he's talking about the last seconds of the game where Isaiah McKenzie should have just dove forward. Has I had Isaiah McKenzie dove forward, uh, the offensive line could have come up, they could have clocked the ball, and then and then uh Tyler Bass would probably have had about a 60-yard field goal attempt, which I think he could have made. More likely he makes it than misses it. Instead, he's trying to work his way to the outside to get out of bounds and stop the clock. Can't do it. And as much as the refs were walking back, the Bills offensive line wasn't exactly in hurry mode either. The Bills offensive line was walking, they were gassed exhausted they i don't know if you've ever had heat exhaustion it's not fun you literally feel like you had the flu and you want to throw up every three seconds so it was it was a big mixture of things but bills fan uk i appreciate the tweet and i told you what you're saying c-dub hashtag bills mafia at chris wells 73 i'm not even mad great effort by the bills despite injuries and extreme heat if that's what it takes to beat this team we're in for a great season hashtag go bills hashtag butt fumble (laughs) butt punt butt punt and then he, he follows it up with, upon further reflection, the Bills snap back well after frustrating losses. The Hail Mary, Hail Murray rather, the Pats game in Buffalo last year. Hashtag playoff bound. Love it. Appreciate you. Thanks for being a part of the show. Bill S at CRZY Bill, which is crazy, Bill. You can't say that the, the defensive backs got burnt and cost us the game. They're, uh, with their wide receivers, uh, they should make everybody happy. This loss still sucks. You're right. Those, those defensive backs played an incredible football game. Super Bowl uh, LV. Is that 57? Super Bowl 57 chance. It's actually Saxon Dave. My guy Saxon Dave, who will be in town for the Pittsburgh game. So if you're going to be in Buffalo, get prepared to meet my brother from another mother all the way over in the UK as well. Saxon Dave. Honestly, not even phased. How many things had to go wrong to lose that game? Dropped TD passes, missed field goals, horrendous officiating, uh, botched snaps, short short touchdown passes, injury. Yeah, injury hell and fighting heat stroke. We needed a loss or two to set up a Super Bowl win anyway. Bills by a billion. And then he says, P.S., what happened to A.J. tonight? We talked about that earlier. A.J. Epines was basically invisible in this football game. Xavier Stutz at XCS713. This is a game we need to forget, but remember the feeling. And that John, that's a John Phoenix statement. So so remember the feeling. Forget the game, remember the feeling. So I love that Xavier Stutz said that. So that's a that's John Phoenix like to a T. Remember the, remember the feeling, forget the game. This is a game we need to forget, but remember the feeling shouldn't have came down to uh, the butt safety. Oh, now we're calling it the butt safety. And last second field goal try. It's not 100 degrees on the field in January. That's absolutely 1,000% true. It's definitely not going to be 100 degrees on the field in January. It's going to be a lot colder. It might be negative 100. No, I'm just kidding. It won't be that cold either. It might be a 100-degree difference, but it won't be It won't be minus 100. Uh, and the last one I got for you for this show is Jackie Broder at Broder Jackie. I don't know how to assign blame for this one. Injuries, heat, exhaustion, and the refs. I want to be mad at all the mistakes and uh, and almost, but I just can't because I still think the whole damn team played their hearts out down to literally the last man standing. Jackie, I appreciate that, and I love exactly what you said, and I think we, Bills Mafia, all agree. And like I said before, this is a team and this is a game that Bills Mafia should be proud of. As much as it's hard to lose, and I'm the guy that said that they could potentially go undefeated this season, there's not a game on the schedule that they can't win. This was also a game they could win, and they almost did, but it came up just a little bit short. You should be proud, very, very, very proud of your football team, Bills Mafia. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you uh, your time back. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for the overreaction Post-game show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. 
Uh, my name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. Here is the thing. So tomorrow, Monday, uh, please join me. So return of the Off Tackle with John Finney Show. I apologize, everybody. Last week, there was no Off Tackle with John Finney Show because this guy right here had knee surgery, and it didn't go. It should have gone better. My knee surgery went fine. It just went really, really late. I was supposed to have surgery at 1. I didn't get wheeled until like 3.30, and I didn't get home until 6.30 or 7, and I was super loopy, and I was like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. So uh, Monday, 8 o'clock, tomorrow, uh, the Off Tackle with John Fina show. Please be there or be square. would love to have you. Join us in the comments section. Tuesday is the Code of Conduct. Wednesday, Hump Day Hotline. Thursday, the Buffalo Nerd. Friday, Food for Thought. That is the lineup for Buffalo Rumblings in the vidcast form. And obviously, we have a plethora. We've got stuff, content all week long in podcast form to keep you interested. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can't I can't even begin to tell you how much I love all of you. I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate all of you hanging out with me. You've got so many places to go for content. There's a football game on right now. Uh, but uh, I love you. I appreciate all of you guys. And uh, I can't wait to rally up and uh, see how this football game against the Ravens goes next week. But uh, for me, for Buffalo Rumblings, for John Spaschek, for Tom from the Western New York Beer Trail, uh, can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow during the Off Tackle with John Fina Show. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Go Bills.